It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Tatooine Sons family. Uh, it's been even longer than expected between episodes, but for very good reason. In the middle of January, my mother passed away unexpectedly. Um, and it's been hard to even think about Star Wars and Marvel in DC since then. Um, but mom would definitely have wanted us to continue having the fun conversations she was used to uh, listening to each week, even though most of the time she didn't have the first clue uh, (laughs) what we were talking about. So this episode is dedicated to her. This is Tatooine Sons. It's true. true. All of it. What is the name of the Porg on the Millennium Falcon? Force is strong in my family. What do you think his name is? <laughs> it's a big moment. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Maybe Turbis? Do or do not. There is no try. Turbis? <laughs> Pablo, if you're listening to this live stream... That Porg's name is now Turbis. It's a good Star Wars name. We're not done yet. These guys recorded an awesome podcast called Tatooine Sons. Everybody was lit. Yeah, it was completely um, unexpected and an amazing um, gesture uh, by Lucasfilm. Yes. Uh, oh, to- yeah to do that um absolutely uh uh, oh our contact uh in lucasfilm publicity that we have a relationship with heard about uh, through a third party Mm -hmm. um heard about my mom's passing and sent flowers um and i think it was on their own right uh, Mm -hmm. not even Mm -hmm. from lucasfilm but on their own um uh and they didn't even know specifically who had passed. They just heard that we had had a, a passing in our a family loss. and they yeah. a loss and they wanted to send it. So mm. uh, thank you um, yeah. for, yeah. for doing that. If you're listening to this, um, it really did mean a lot. Um, I was sitting at a work meeting um, with a bunch of people and I got um, a text from, from Christy, my wife, and she showed the pictures and, and I just was blown away. I was mm-hmm. like, I was literally showing everybody at the mm-hmm. table about this. So thank you so much. That's what's, this community really is all about. It's about these relationships and these connections. And it's been awesome mm-hmm. over the years uh, to have those connections and Absolutely. relationships, but that's enough about that. Welcome uh, to Tatooine Sons, a pop culture podcast, the only fan podcast to name a Canon star Wars creature and to be endorsed by the writer and director of poker face. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which we haven't seen yet. Still yeah. got to watch it. But I will we'll check sometimes. it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Johnson. And and you got to interview the re-recording mixer of Poker Face. I did, yes. Uh, Larry Benjamin. Mm-hmm. That was um, a ton of fun. Really quick, just uh, what was that experience like for you? It was a ton of fun. He was such a such a great guest. He was just a fun interview and there was really no, no awkwardness. It was just a fun conversation, which is yeah. what you want. From. He's a huge Star Wars fan. Right. So nice. um, he did uh, Better Call Saul and uh, Ozark Poker Face and, and Ozark Narcos and, and, and yeah. Bones and a El bunch Camino of CSI and, all that and El Camino, so, the movie. Yeah, a ton of stuff. Wow. Yeah, a lot of, um, I like that. Awesome. And we got another one getting scheduled. Sometime soon. We can't mm-hmm. tell you who that is yet because it hasn't been scheduled and we haven't recorded it yet, but we'll tell you later. Sometime um, soon. Very soon. So mm-hmm. we believe that pop culture is the mythology of our generation, that there is a story. It is written on our souls and that these myths speak to that story and that is why we talk about Star Wars and Marvel and DC and all of the epic franchises that you love so much. I am David. I am the dad. Hi, dad. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> and I am honored to be joined every week by my two amazing sons, Samuel Hutt. What do we got going this week? Anything happening? Yeah, I mean, there's there's just a small entry into the uh, MCU this week. Like She-Hulk? <laughs> yeah, no. No, y- y- no literally she, small. She literally big. small. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, definitely a small. Oh, you got that I'm surprised you it took that? you that long. I'm out of practice. Uh, BB Nate? Yeah, well, the DCU is dead. Wow. Bury it. Yeah, that's what everybody has said for years. Yeah, but y- y'all didn't get the joke. No, I didn't. no, that's the, that's a line from Superman and Batman v Superman. So uh, one of the one of the ones that was used in like every single one of the trailers. DCU is dead. No, no, no the, the the past, the bat, the bat is dead. The bat, the bat is, is dead. dead. Yeah. Oh, so I just, yeah, I I just changed it to DCU. It for, sounded familiar. I'm trying to forget Batman versus Superman. It was a good movie. <laughs> well, ultimate, is, the ultimate is, edition is. Yeah. So, Dad, what are you, what are you talking about? Well, we have eight episodes of Star Wars to talk about in about fifteen minutes. <laughs> um, so this should get really interesting. Not much happening um, anyway. So we're good. We'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I meant I know I mentioned it at the top of the hour, um, but it has been. Um, a weird, hard, um, unexpected month, uh, yeah. month and a week since we last recorded. And I know we were, if you're listening to this and you're a normal listener and you heard last month's episode, you know, we had plans for doing something on the very beginning of the month of February mm-hmm. and, and, uh, doing it on live streaming on video mm-hmm. and doing a bunch of stuff with a, v- a virtual studio audience. But the reality was, um, I just couldn't do it right yeah. <laughs> last week um with it and in fact i really didn't want to to do uh to do any of this um with it and then last week i had already made a commitment to be a guest um on a on a uh, a podcast um talking about the bad batch uh, episode seven and eight with aaron harris mm-hmm. um and and his bad batch reaction show i'll put a link uh in the comments to the episode with it and so i'd already made that commitment and he actually reached out a couple of days before the recording and he knew that we'd been going through this because um, we're connected directly on facebook and and he was like listen you know you don't need to worry about it i'm like no i committed i'm gonna i'm gonna do it and mm-hmm. so it forced me to to dive into some star wars to watch the bad batch mm-hmm. we were three episodes behind Behind. Yeah. So we got to watch uh, the episode with Gunji mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we got to watch uh, the last week's episodes. And so I had to watch those, which was exciting because it got me back into watching Star Wars. And then um, I listened to some some of the Force Center stuff and I watched some Star Wars Explained and and uh, specifically listened to Dan Z's Coffee with Kenobi yeah. episode. So I don't know if you guys know this, but his son, I don't know how old Mason is. I'm thinking he's maybe nine or 10 okay. mm-hmm. years old. His son has started joining him on Coffee with Kenobi. That's all awesome. their oh, Bad nice. Batch reaction episode. That's so cool. So I listened to a whole episode. 
he was on there. And then you guys remember Mary Perdue mm-hmm. and their, and her son Chaz that we mm-hmm. met at yeah, Celebration yeah, 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 yeah. in Orlando, um, which we've, she's been a supporter mm-hmm. and listener to the show. Um, for years now, and Mary, thank you guys so much for being a listener. Um, but they were guests on that Bad Batch oh, that's awesome. episode, and I listened to them, and specifically hearing Dan have the conversations with Mason that I remember having to have with you guys, like trying to pull <laughs> things out and help you guys mm-hmm. craft words. I, it was like I was listening to, honestly, it was kind of like listening <laughs> to Nathan yeah. uh, when we first started um, with it. And I just kind of was like, that was really therapeutic. And so, mm-hmm. you know, listening to that and stuff. And so I actually sent Dan a message and uh, thanked him for for that and, and kind of doing it. So then then we recorded Thursday night and and we're here. We're yeah. doing this. We're, we're doing. We're keep, doing it. We're going to keep going. So thank yeah. you, yes, uh, for listening to the show. And uh, if you don't, if you don't already follow the show, follow it on whatever podcast app you're listening to it on. Share the show. Share it with others as well. Um, you know, get the word out about the podcast and and let other people know about Tatooine Sons. Um, we feel like we have a good show and we're we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. So <laughs> yes, sir. But enough talking about what we're going to talk about. Let's talk about what we're talking about. There you go. Man, even after five weeks. Still works. I got it. Mm -hmm. I got it right. BB Nate, go. Yes. Well, James Gunn finally released his DCU roadmap. Well, kind of. He announced some of the projects, and some of them are unique, to say the least. So let's just get into it. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah, I can fly. I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. The people in this room, which one is A, wearing a spangly outfit, and B, not a fuse? There's only one God, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. That man has no limits. suits from flash trainer there is a blue and gray classic suit no way i didn't notice that that. i've only watched those the trailer and the tv spot once i haven't watched them again i I was just times like confused by the weird one that had like the that's the that's the underwater that's an underwater breathing tubes and then he has a desert one too i noticed that it looks like nightmare batman it's it's awesome very cool it's gonna be very exciting awesome it's gonna be great well we we actually do have a small roadmap of new DCU content. Uh, this is about half of the first chapter, which is called Gods and Monsters. Mm. Very interesting mm. title. It's going to be kind of... I think that the uh, comic book shop that we used to go to in Orlando is, is probably pretty excited mm, right now. They're like, oh, we're yeah. going to be getting business, uh, a lot of <laughs> business, but a lot of comic shops have been getting a ton of business from this announcement. I'll talk about awesome. that well, a little cool. bit later, but... I'm going to jump into the TV shows, ask some questions, and then movies. And we really haven't had a chance to talk about no, this. I was on the no. road um, after my happened. mother's mm-hmm. memorial service and funeral. I had a work trip I had to go mm-hmm. on. And so I was on the road when this all got announced. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we just have not had no. a chance to walk through it it's yet. Just so. been, it's been busy. But let's get into the TV shows first. Nice. Now, Creature Commandos. This is going to be the first official DCU project released, and it's actually animated. It's just such Odd. a strange thing to kick off the DCU. But it's a bunch of characters no one really knows about, except for like Amanda Waller and Rick Flagg. So they're 
probably going to be getting rid of the Suicide Squad movie since okay. he kind of died like, in that movie. Move those out of there. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably phasing that out. Moving to the Legends mm. category. Is that what yeah, we're the, doing the, with that? The Elseworlds <laughs> category, probably. Elseworlds. Um, yeah. But that's pretty much all we know. We, we also know that all the voice actors in this and all future animated projects in the DCU will play their own live action counterparts as well. That's cool. So like that. they're going to try to make everything kind of consistent, which is a word we have not heard for DC in a very, <laughs> yeah, very real, long time. Real. Now you mentioned though that this is an unusual way to start out the DCU, but don't do you do guys you remember that the relaunch of Star Wars in yeah. Disney canon began with an animated series. It did. Yeah, that's true. Um, with Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty it good. It was great. And so, this looks like it's going to be great as well. I'm James Gunn's helping writing a lot of it. So explain the creature commanders because I have no idea. So they're, they they're basically like the Suicide Squad. Amanda Waller creates this group of like monsters and creatures like the Bride of Frankenstein is one of them. I think wow. uh, the Weasel character from the Suicide Squad oh, is a part of it yeah. as well. And uh, Dr. Foster. Which makes um, sense that that light from Batman Beyond if you you remember that the, the nuclear didn't guy. James oh, Gunn's yeah. brother play the weasel? He did. So, he so that makes likely, sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Swamp Thing. I'm not sure if Swamp Thing will actually be in this one, but he might be. Uh, James Gunn tweeted out a little bit ago uh, a picture of Swamp Thing and Bride of Frankenstein kissing from a wow. comic a while back. And I was talking about That's it. So bizarre. we'll probably have something, but That's it's just cool. basically like the Suicide Squad, but with weird creatures doing really weird monster things. It's cool. going to be like that the classic cool. universal monster movies, probably just a lot of fun. It's, it's the way you start out this universe. And the next title, actually, this is actually what the next project is going to be in DCU is Waller. The title is pretty self-explanatory. We will get a show about Amanda Waller. What it's going to cover, we don't know yet. We don't know a lot about this show at all. We know that Viola Davis is probably going to be re, uh, going to be in her role again she as cool. Amanda Waller because she just nailed that role. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine anybody else in it. And, and Peacemaker is still a part of this universe. So well, they're not. They're and Amanda not Waller is in that too, isn't she? She is. So yeah. we'll probably be still having some things and this will be leading right into Peacemaker season two, I think. So okay. we're going to be having a lot of that. Now this next one, This is probably my most anticipated show, Lanterns. Now, this show will be true detective in space, according to James Gunn, the man himself. Mm. And it will follow Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart working together. Hopefully. I'll get into that a a little bit later, too, because there's some questions I have about this. Mm. But... Uh, the next show is Paradise Lost. When I heard him announce this, I was driving while I had the video like to my side. I was just listening to it. Which is not a good thing to and tell your it, dad on the show, but it's a smart thing to tell him while you're recording. Yes. Because but, well, he can't also, yell at you. I wasn't watching it. I okay. just had it like I just had it on because like, okay. it just dropped and I had to go like deliver something for okay. mom. So I wanted to make sure I, you know, was able to listen to it and okay. get all the stuff. But okay. uh, this Paradise Lost is just basically Game of Thrones and Themyscira. It will be the origin of the island and its people. And he says it's going to be pretty greedy, but it's going to be Tim interesting. Is the, that the planet where... Th- no, that's no, the, the island, island from the, island. the Amazonians. For the, the Amazonians. That's yeah, so it's going to be that. And it's going to deal with the old gods, which makes sense. as gods and monsters and probably going to lead into the new gods a little bit to introduce Darkseid and all that stuff. So this is going to be Hopefully it won't be too... Game, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, James Gunn talked about that. He's like, we're not going to make a project R rated if it doesn't need to be. He's okay. like, we're going to make sure that everything fits into what it's supposed to be. And okay. he's like, and he's like, Superman Legacy, that movie, he's like, I'm making that PG 13, no no matter what. He's like, because that's what it deserves to be. So okay. I respect him trying to make sure that everything has its place. Um, now, this next show, Booster Gold, <laughs> last but certainly not least, this show is going to follow the, the loser that is Booster Gold going through his career as. 
has Booster Gold, who should be it should just be a fun ride. And so I don't else. understand Booster Gold. So Booster Gold is a guy who's from the future and where time travel exists and everything, and he is a complete and utter failure in that timeline. So he brings a bunch of technology from the future time travels back to our timeline and becomes a superhero <laughs> using that technology and he's just he like sells his services as a superhero like like uber kind of and it's it's a lot of fun he's a fun character it's going to be really interesting so is this the one that it. everybody thinks chris pratt's going to end up playing that's what a lot of people are saying since james gunn said he wants to bring in a lot of the guardians into this universe chris pratt's kind of the, the thought right now and it would work well, it's, it would it's, work great it's very similar like personality it is really uh very similar and huh. he just he has the look and everything you know the blonde hair yeah yeah kind of guy it would it would work really yeah. so that would be so weird though to see chris pratt playing a different superhero in, right in the yeah. dc universe but i mean it happens i, I, would, right? I would like it yeah for sure mm-hmm. so which one of these shows is y'all's most anticipated hmm. out of all of them right at least from what we know right now and i'm not including you know the elseworld shows like superman and lois the flash mm-hmm. the penguin mm-hmm. show or anything like that okay. it's just dcu stuff right. that we're okay. including i'm gonna I, let you go first sam yeah i think for me it's lanterns really um you 100%. know we haven't really gotten much good stuff with the lanterns um and there's such an it's such an interesting um character and world you know like it it, it deserves to be explored and the fact that it's a a detective story mm-hmm. I like that because then it's not going to feel like your your typical superhero movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it works now that you understand. Like, you know, when you think about the core and how mm-hmm. the Lantern Core works, they're space think, cops. Yeah, they're basically space, space cops, cops. <laughs> uh, but with really cool powers. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that idea. I'm glad that we're getting Hal Jordan and John Stewart, right? Not just one or the other, because mm-hmm. uh, they're both really interesting characters with their own nuances. They are. So yeah, and I like that. the the big thing about this show, and this is what James Gunn said. He's like, it, they're going to be trying to figure out a mystery that's going on in the galaxy and it's going to lead into the bigger aspect of the dcu this first chapter the big bad is going to be revealed in this show I so like that. they're making the shows in really important for the universe it's, i mean they which, have one story that they're trying right, to tell everything right is like important for the story the comics kind of like, like what the they're shows, doing with marvel right now. a little yeah. bit but marvel like you you don't have to watch some of the shows to understand what's going on right now not like you entirely. don't need to watch moon knight to understand what's going to happen in ant-man right and you might not even want need to watch it for a long time to understand what's going to happen That's true. but everything about this is really important to the actual you know overarching story of itself so That's cool which one for you, Dad? You know, I'm really curious about this creature commandos. Okay, huh. I you know I do like the idea that they're launching the new DCU mm-hmm. with the with animation. I think that the idea of the voice actors also playing their live action counterparts. Yeah. You guys remember back when we were covering you know, Star Wars <laughs> Resistance, Resistance mm-hmm. and we started yeah. saying, wait, Christopher Sean looks just like Kazuto Ziona, which we talked to him about um, yeah. when he was on the show. But Stephen Stanton looked like Griff Halloran. Mm-hmm. All of the actors, the voice actors, resembled their live action. And we mm-hmm. thought, wouldn't that be cool if they showed up in live action right. in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker? And we didn't get that. So the idea that this can continue on with that it sounds to me like it's going to be really it, fun. It, it I mean, I love the idea of the lanterns mm-hmm. um with that I, I all of these shows sound fascinating mm-hmm. to me so i'm excited about all of them but i would say creature commandos and yours is, is yours is lanterns you said 100 I'm, I'm excited to see hopefully a well 
well done Green Lantern <laughs> show or movie or something pretty soon here. But not the, not, the Ryan not, Reynolds, not version. the Ryan Reynolds version. <laughs> no. Um, but Sam, do you think that from the, the concept art of lanterns, I sent you this uh, a mm. few weeks ago, we might actually be seeing a yellow lantern version of Jon Stewart. Because in the concept art we got from official DC, officially James Gunn, you know, Hal Jordan has the, the green ring and a green kind of aura around him. But Jon Stewart has a yellow ring and a yellow aura. What does that mean? That's fear. That's the, the main rival of the Green Lantern Corps. It's, no it's way. the fear, which would make sense for Jon Stewart's character. Uh, in in the comics, Jon Stewart comes back from war and has severe PTSD, which is just just fear. And so most likely the Yellow Lantern Ring would, would reach out to him more than a Green Lantern Ring would at this point in the story. Maybe wow. the, the concept is, you know, yeah. how Jordan has to work with Jon Stewart to figure out this kind of over and then maybe at that point you know john stewart gets a green lantern ring yeah i love that idea it's a different take than what we've seen in traditional comics and stuff where john stewart is always a a Mm -hmm. green lantern i do hope he eventually becomes a green lantern but introducing him in this um way i like a lot more makes him a more interesting compelling character and like that the point you made about ptsd i didn't know that Mm -hmm. and i again think that that's a really really interesting concept we've talked about this previously about how you can use these types of mediums yep. to discuss difficult concepts yep. like um mental illness mm-hmm. in in moon Knight to mm-hmm. an extent mm-hmm. depression in wandavision mm-hmm. things like that uh, grief grief mm-hmm. in this you can do fear and ptsd that's a, a absolutely real thing and it's tough to talk about but this show could be a way to um communicate that concept to a larger audience and they don't call this Green Lantern. No, it's just Lantern. Yeah. They call it Lanterns, which is great. Now, I'm, this so you think we could see the show. other cores? I like, think it, like, there's, there's. I don't see why we wouldn't. I mean, it would be nice to see, you know, the blue core. The, the it would be nice to start seeing, you know, the relationship between the the pink the pink lanterns uh-huh. and Hal Jordan. I mean, he has a relationship with one of them and it's like a big deal in the comics. So it would be I nice to no see no idea that. what we're talking the pink about. lanterns are the love emotion and okay. blues. Hope. So each lantern is the color is based on some type of an emotion. Yes. Except like blue is hope. I have white no idea. White is life and black is death. Ooh. That the black, but we won't be getting the black lantern rings for a while. I don't think we get that for a while. That would be a, blackest night it's not something they'll do quite okay. yet so cool, now dad what do you think of the the concept of paradise loss this seems to be the most like most distant from the comics that we've seen in a while we don't see a lot of origins of themiscira in the comics and they're they're making sure that they tell this story early on well it's going to tie into this gods and monsters mm-hmm. idea right and so um the amazonians are are gods you know you can't watch wonder woman wonder woman 84 without having interactions with ancient gods from mythology mm-hmm. right and so um so the idea is is there so seeing an origin of this which you say they don't really explore that much in the comics they do and- a little bit but it's it's very rare to get like a full series or anything like that on the origin of Themyscira. Yeah, I think so. I think this is going to be an interesting thing again as long as they as they keep if as long as they keep it PG-13, you know, keep it kind of rings of power level um, From type what, stuff. How he described it, he's like, you know, he's like, it's going to be like Game of Thrones because of the political intrigue yeah, and the, which I'm the, all about. the power vacuums and all yeah. that stuff. And he's like, that's how it's going to be like it, which I don't think he's going to, I don't see how they could go 
super Game of Thrones esque in the way that they can do it. But you know, I think it would be damaging to the brand. It, it would be to damaging start with that. To the, to, I mean, Peacemaker that did way. that, and Peacemaker will still. Well, do we that. never watched Peacemaker, but we never did. And if we need to, we can watch like recaps of what happens. But it, I hope I don't have to do that about this because right. it seems this very sounds fascinating. Yep. Um, now for the movies portion of this. Now there's a lot of different choices in this uh <laughs> this part of the dcu but the first one is superman legacy this is going to be the kickoff point for dcu is how he described it you know we'll have we'll have creature commandos and waller but this is really where it starts this is how it's going to be starting and it will not be an origin story for superman he's made that very clear many times but it will be a story of him having to deal with his kryptonian heritage and his human legacy as a hero for earth and i'm a hundred percent sure right now like it's it's probably going to be dealing with the bottle city of condor uh why is it well, going to be dealing with that because what are, what are the bottle about? city of condor is bottle city of yes, condor yes. city am of i literally bottle. supposed yes. to envision yep. a city inside a bottle yes 100 yep, percent. so brainiac before krypton okay i was, remember this was exploded was was destroyed he actually sucked up a city into a bottle which is what he does in for most planets is he he takes right. them to understand their their knowledge and everything and he kept him there and then they find somehow we don't it's different in every story but they find their way onto earth and there are m- many points with when since they've been in this bottle city for decades at this point they've started to become very cutthroat with each other like like uh omni man's home planet on invincible you know survival of the fittest and Mm. and so they've they've been battling each other for decades Mm. and normally it's superman tries to find like oh my gosh it's 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 a city from krypton it's my home and so he he sizes them back up and then they start to wreak havoc on the earth and all that stuff because Because they had lost their powers now as well because they're kryptonian on earth and that would be the best way, I think, to to put it in this movie by how he described it: his Kryptonian heritage with this city, and then his human legacy of him growing up on this planet and choosing basically who like, he is, like right, kind of like what they did towards the end of Man of Steel, exactly, but, but through it, a whole movie, mm, through the whole movie. So it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting, and I think uh, whoever they get to play Superman is gonna be really dependent on how this story goes. Yeah. Any ideas who they, they might cast? Have they even, I have no idea. Have you heard any rumors or no, speculations? I have, not, or? I have not heard any rumors yet. Nick Cage is way too old to play Superman in this now, I was gonna play Superman. He was going to, but he's, he's yeah. too old now. Yeah, um, this next movie, it's strange. Um, the Authority. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't know this group. <laughs> I haven't read any comics about them. I mean, and you're a DC Comics dude. I've heard about them before. There's a, there's a series that um, came out last year called Superman versus the Authority. I was going to pick it up, but I'm like, I don't I don't know the Authority, so I'm not going to not going to read it. Hmm. Uh, but most people actually don't know who the authority is and that's why the first volume of the series sold out almost everywhere amazon still hasn't gotten back on stock dang everywhere the day that the movie was announced this place just sold out from like wow. every website and they this group from what i know is a lot like the suicide squad but they actually have slightly better morals um <laughs> there are superhumans that want to do anything they can to make sure that the world is protected but they kind of they, they they like the guardians they, they go across the line a couple times but yeah a lot like the guardians so. when you say anything literally anything anything, anything yes okay. for sure um so it's gonna be interesting to see why they decided to do this movie so soon and how big they'll be in the dcu at this point yeah it's interesting they could be almost anti-heroes in a lot of ways with mm-hmm. that though because you they know, really they, are they what am i i'm trying to think of some storyline where it felt like that was the case 
but you know, it's, it's the moral dilemma, mm-hmm. um, with this, you know, if you have, you know, what do they say? Um, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely mm-hmm. and right. so it's the idea of once they once they decide that this is the right thing for them to do in order to protect the planet they're going to do it and they right. don't have to answer to anybody right. and that would mm-hmm. be they're the authority right mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what it it's sounds just, like it's it's interesting that they're going with a movie for this this seems more like a tv series yeah, but yeah. it's a movie that they're doing so it's going to be interesting now this next one uh it's no surprise i'm, I'm very excited yeah about. i bet uh, you are the brave and the bold uh the first batman movie in the dcu will actually be about batman and Robin, but the Damian Wayne Robin to be That's specific. bizarre to me. This movie is either going to be fantastic or it's going to kind of fall flat. Uh, you're, when you're dealing with Grant Morrison being the inspiration for this movie, he's very um, convoluted on the way mm. he does his, his stories. But no matter what, this is just definitely one of my most anticipated movies from the announcements. It's going to be... Does The Brave and the Bold, is that a, is that a series in like comics and it's stuff been, like it's that? It's been a series. It's just been kind of a way to describe Batman. It's been many series of Batman for There's an animated decades. show called that for Yes, uh, since about the 80s, it's been Batman, The Brave and the Bold. So it's not an uncommon thing. But I don't, I don't mind them not calling it Batman, The Brave and the Bold. It's just... It's just the brave and the bold, hmm. not having to attach the name, at least not right now. And this movie won't be animated? No, this is going to be a live okay. action. So cool. whoever plays Batman will be the first time that they play Batman in the DCU, most likely, will be this movie, which is an interesting way to jump into it right away. Hmm. That's what I kind of like how, um, for the most part, you know, with our, our stable characters like Batman and Superman, they're not doing the origin story thing. You know, mm-hmm. you, they're so overdone at this point. Not overdone, but, you know, everybody knows the origin of mm-hmm. Superman and Batman. It's better to kind of drop Except in for on the Warner middle Brothers. of a story. Huh? <laughs> Except for Warner Brothers. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Um, but it's better to drop it in on the middle of a story. And then for people who don't know what's going on, which, you know, why would you be watching if you don't know who Batman is? Mm-hmm. They could pick up the pieces as they go. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what they did with the Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of also like what they did with um, in No Way Home. Yeah. Or yep. with, with or the, the MCU Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. They didn't give you your origin story. They, no. let, they You may get it at some point, but they created almost a new origin story mm-hmm. um, in those three movies with it. So And in Civil War as well. So. And Civil War, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, the next movie is kind of a weird one to start with uh supergirl woman of tomorrow now this is actually the first adaptation for the dcu this was a comic series that came out last year and absolutely blew up the dc world people actually really loved it but personally i haven't read it yet because it's supergirl it's not really on my radar but i'll have to pick it up yeah I've i've heard great things but it's going to be an exciting story it's more of her journey to try to get to earth to okay. protect Cal and his. And so, do you think this is going to be connected with the Supergirl from Flash? It, it might be, um, but due to the fact that that's going to be resetting the universe and that's a different timeline, mm. they're probably going to find a different Supergirl okay. for this this universe. I guess is how you can describe it. But okay. I'm excited to see how they do this. And of course, the writer was very, very honored to be the one that is going to be kind of writing being adapted and oh, no he's not he's not writing the script but it's james gunn said he's he's this is probably one of the more anticipated movies that he's going to be working on hmm, that's awesome just he loves the wait. comics so he reads all the comics he works on as well because he just wants to make sure he knows sure. he knows everything but this last movie swamp thing now <laughs> 
I love it. It's going to be the most interesting one we've talked about yet. It's going to be the first fully horror DCU movie. He described it's going to be dark horror. And it's going to follow the origin of Swamp Thing, most likely. And we'll introduce him into the larger world of Swamp Thing is such an interesting character. He is an interesting character. character. It's going to be very interesting to see how they do this. Because there's a very... In a lot of the origins for Swamp Thing, it's this kind of forbidden love story between him and a human oh yeah a human yeah, yeah. girl it happened a lot in, yeah. in the comics it happened in the tv show they did a couple years ago that that was very popular and so i'm wondering if they're going to be going that direction or if they're just going to try to talk about him and the the green of the planet and that being his motivation but i'm wondering if this will introduce justice league dark and constantine and all that mm. stuff because he's he's a big part of that group and we were supposed to get a Justice League Dark series, and it really hasn't been fully canceled yet. But we haven't. Well, and Constantine too was said to have been canceled, and then they came back and said, "No, it's nope, not. No, it's been not canceled. canceled." I don't think Keanu Reeves is going to be playing Constantine in this universe. I think that's going to be an Elseworlds story. But the fact that they're still keeping that on people's radars is is important um, for. This and congratulations universe. to Michael Uslan. I bet you his phone and yeah, him and James Gunn have been on the phone a lot, a lot. over the last couple a of months recently. because of all the Batman stuff and yeah. now Swamp Thing and and everything else so mm-hmm. that's very cool so which one of these is y'all's like most anticipated movie from these five i mean i'd have to probably say the brave and the bold i'm always a sucker for a, a good batman movie um plus you know the fact that we're going to be getting damian wayne in live action is really cool right. i like that a lot um it, it, it should be an interesting dynamic because they're they're usually from what i'm familiar with the damian's not the best kid like no he he's really not like he's, him he's at like all? been trained by Razal Ghul, right mm-hmm. right um so I, i'm excited to see that in adapted i'm curious to see who they're gonna cast for both damien um but especially um bruce mm-hmm. so i i yeah I'm, I'm excited to see that yeah. i i'm gonna say superman legacy okay i i i want to see um you know henry cavill was such an iconic version of superman mm-hmm. uh, christopher reeve was an iconic version of superman brandon ralph sort of got a bad script um and bad production <laughs> um uh, with that uh, but uh, you know he's he's become sort of a, a fan cult favorite yeah. as a as a as an actor through cw mm. and, and such um with that uh, but i'm really excited to see what james gunn wants to do with Superman because you can tell of all of the the stories that's the one he seems to be the most like dialed in on mm, he's concerned and I think he'll probably be the one that ends up directing it I don't that's think they're the, gonna say that right but now. he's I, writing it but they I'm not sure if they'll be able to find a he's not gonna find a director that's gonna do it the way he wants right, to do right. it so, so. But he's got a story he in does. his head he wants to and tell, he's very so. concerned because he knows how important Superman is to DC and so it's it's really important now sam you know do you think that starting the robin stuff with damian wayne is a good idea you know this is not dick grayson or jason todd or tim drake we're going to the most recent robin here it's definitely risky but i think i think the character's well established enough in like the comics world Mm -hmm. that you can bring him into the live action. I mean, it's the same thing that we were saying, you know, hoping that they adapt into the Batman two part two or whatever with the court of owls. They're pretty recent too. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and we would love to see them adapted. So I don't think that, you know, Damien, it's definitely a riskier choice, but I don't think it's going to like backfire or anything if they do it well. I don't think so. Maybe we'll see some of the other, 
Batfam in the uh, the movie too. Yeah, you know, so. Nightwing and Red Hood would be would be awesome to see in live action. Yeah, if you're bringing in Damian Wayne, then there seems to be the assumption that those other Robins had existed. Right, too. exactly. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll see that. But um, we can't really talk about the DCU without talking about the new trailer of the movie that is resetting the universe, mm-hmm. the flash that came out yesterday yeah. um, for us. I can honestly say that the new trailer was just, just fantastic. I mean, it adapts flashpoint paradox without being a shot for shot remake. It takes some liberties and I can't wait uh, to see what they do with it. While Michael Keaton returning as Batman is awesome and exciting. And Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck, yeah. of course, is exciting. And everybody's talking about Michael Keaton. The part I'm actually most excited for. If he's for, not busy, he's throwing donuts out the window. <laughs> right. I didn't actually get to see that You didn't see the Dunkin' Donuts commercial? I did not get to see the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. But I'm actually most excited for Zod's return. I am. Yeah, that was crazy. He is one of my favorite villains from the DCEU, and I can't wait to see what he does in this movie as the big bad, Mm. or maybe not even the big bad. So how do you think Zod's back? I think Zod's back because Barry travels to save his mother before the time that zod even comes but he gets rid of all metahumans by traveling back in time to save his mom that one point is the one that changes everything for every the entire world so zod's coming back and is trying to conquer the world because he knows that kara is on this planet but she doesn't have power so we don't have superman in this timeline we have Supergirl. so he's able to conquer a lot of earth at this point because there's no no metahumans to to help them and that's why batman's in here because he's not a metahuman and so he's Mm -hmm. able to be in this universe Mm. and so it's going to be really interesting to see how they they work this out and how they adapt it and how this resets the timeline because normally when you know he puts his mom's death back into the timeline it resets back to normal pretty much mm-hmm. but, but it's not going to happen in this one they that know, can't happen that can't. So. there has to be something else that happens because of it um so real quick what did y'all think of the the new trailer that we got yesterday no oh, i thought it was fantastic i loved it i mean i i and then I mean, seeing Michael Keaton's Batman, seeing him, you know, say the line, uh, I'm Batman Batman. and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff was awesome. But Zod being back made me sort of sit forward like, oh, did we know that he was going to be back? I did, but I just keep forgetting about it. (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't know that. And so I sat and leaned a little bit forward and paid a little bit closer attention. Mm -hmm. I loved what I saw about um, Supergirl Mm -hmm. uh, in this. She looked like a fun character in it. Mm -hmm. Um, With it, it feels like there's some stuff that actually is is really critical with her. in this uh the interaction uh between the different barry allens uh, <laughs> was was, was really good and then when you see all those bat suits it's just like all right i'm i'm a, i'm in take yeah. my money yeah so, for sure or my um, pass for amc sam yeah right so, you, oh yeah no i i absolutely yeah. i it exceeded expectations mm-hmm. you know like dad said I was excited for the movie. I thought it was going to be cool. But when Zod showed up and that whole storyline happened, I'm like, oh, this is legit now. Mm. Like, this is this is the real deal. Um, You know, and and like Michael Keaton, Batman was awesome, of course. I like how they made him cool in this. You know, we watched the 89 a while ago. We're like, okay, that was great. It was great. Y'all are so. But it, 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 you know, him like turning his head all weird was kind of off putting. And they used his theme in the trailer, Mm -hmm. which I really liked. That was cool. But. Yeah, so real quick to, to wrap things up, fun question. How many times are we going to see this in, in theaters, you think? As many times as we can. Let's yeah, hope probably. So. But I don't know. Uh, we'll yeah, this is, I said this, you know, in our, in our 
wrap up 2022 project, you know, look into 2023 episode that this was my most anticipated movie. It's going to be yeah. good, but I think sure. it's, I have a feeling it's going to be a very long movie. <laughs> Bring Just it judging on. from everything they have to, to put in here. And the things that James Gunn has said about this movie makes it even more intriguing mm-hmm. for me. He thinks, I mean, he says it's like, it's one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. And he's saying that while guardians three is about to come out exactly. and he directed that Disney like, and Marvel are kind of like, Hey James, oh, can on. you tone it down just a little bit here, buddy? Um, right. Uh, he even shared the trailer again and was like, like, gosh, he's like, I love this movie so much. I can't wait for you guys to see <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, he's he's all in with DC and it's good to see somebody have passion again for DC. But DCU is is looking to be very interesting. I, I know I say interesting a lot, but there's no other word for it. Um, some vague <laughs> characters and strange choices. But it's actually nice to see DC having some direction. And I can't wait to see what happens next. That's good. Good segment, BB Nate. Good segment. We're going to have a long show today. There was a lot yeah. to talk about. There was a lot to talk about there. We got Ant-Man and stuff to talk about, and then eight episodes of Bad Batch coming up. But well, we had so we, much DCU stuff. Yeah, we did. That was fun. I mean, we needed to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, your your, your uh, follow-up question to your segment. How do you feel about the DCU going forward? I'm excited. I think it'll be good. I think that James Gunn cares about it, which is good to see. And I'm not saying that like Zack Snyder didn't. He did, but there's just complications there because the heads of the studio didn't. But he's yeah. the head of the studio now, and he genuinely cares to make sure that it's good. And it's good. The director of The Flash will be returning to direct more stuff. We don't know what. And but Machete. Yeah. He will be coming back for something else. So. Very cool. All right. Well, um, this week we get the honor of discussing one of the greatest droids in the Star Wars universe. The question is whether he's canon or not. Mm. This is not going to go the way you think. All right. Since it's been so long, we'll explain what this segment is. Um, Basically, I go and I click on the um, random article button on Wookiee. Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and I had to look a little bit today. Okay. It kept giving me this stuff that I was like, no, nah, that they're going to figure that out too easily. And then I found this one. I'm like, all right, we're getting it. So anyway, these knuckleheads <laughs> decide whether it's canon or legends and why. All right. So well, we don't decide. We, we try to they, guess. They guess on it. So we're not the story group. Here we go. His It is the droid BX778, um, also known as BX or Beaks. Beaks. Okay. All right. He was a culinary septic droid what? owned by Han Solo and his wife, Leia Organa, when they lived on Chandrilla two years after the end of the Galactic Civil War. He was programmed to be an expert gourmet chef, uh, able to cook more than 15,000 different styles of cuisine, which he was quite enthusiastic about. <laughs> um, he also had an affinity and an obsession for making calf. which is coffee in the Star Wars universe, which makes him the greatest Star Wars Mm. droid ever, and was um, often brewing and or offering it to his masters and their guests, even after being told not to or when no one asked him to. So this is just 3PO if he was a foodie. I guess. Uh, He would describe in detail every step of his calf-making process and the ingredients he used. (laughs) I'll start with you, BB Nate. Canon or Legends? You know, I'm going to say canon because I genuinely want this to be canon. (laughs) Um, I don't know where it could be because there's not many Han Solo books after the Civil War. I mean, like the only one I can think of is like his last shot was one that was with that was with Lando, right? Mm -hmm. That one. Okay, that was you read that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of any other books that had Han Solo after the Civil War. So it's probably Legends, but I really hope it's canon. <laughs> okay. So you so you you would say if you had to like a gun to your head, I know that that's a bad phrase, but yeah. anyway, uh, you'd pick Legends, but you're hoping canon. Yes. All so, right. So so I'm, yeah. All right, Samuel the Hutt. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, I feel like it could be canon, but based off of my very limited knowledge of the timeline, you know, uh, of Leia and, and Han's. Uh, post-civil war relationship between that and um the force awakens i feel like hearing that they were separated for most of it Hmm. um so you know the fact that it was owned by han solo and leia kind of gives me pause otherwise i would probably say it's canon but i think i'm gonna go with legends just based off of of that Little. So kind of the same thing as Nate, though. Yeah. Would like it to be canon, but... There's you, just one thing holding me back, yeah. It's from Last Shot. It's uh, a canon novel written by Daniel Jose Older that serves as a tie-in to the 2018 anthology film Solo, A Star Wars Story. The novel was first published by Del Rey on April 17th, 2018 in hardcover and was released in paperback on October 30th, 2018. You nailed it. He is a legit That's droid, awesome. The greatest droid. That's great. In Star Wars history. That's awesome. BB Nate. Or BB-8, excuse me. You're mm. BB-8. BB-8 never bought anybody coffee. No. 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 I could see the R2 doing that, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway. Yeah, but he would, like, find a way to spit in it or something first. Yeah. And, and C-3PO would somehow find some reason why it wasn't allowed. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go, Shmuley. We got, you know, a lot to talk about. Let's go. Yeah. With uh, Phase 5 of the MCU kicking off this week with Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, we want to go over everything we know leading up to it. So, we'll discuss... What's happened since we last saw the characters? Talk and speculate about what we might see, and finally give some predictions that probably won't come true. <laughs> Be on your guard. There are older and fouler things than orcs in the deep places of the world. All right, then, keep your secrets. So Scott Lang in universe autobiography is actually being produced in our world and being sold as Scott Lang's autobiography. Look out for the I want the I want the audio version. There's no audio version yet, but they need Paul Rudd to read this. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. But I'm gonna get it. It's like it's the autobiography of Scott Lang. That's just such a fun idea. It's coming out October or something. Did you hear what the, the title is? No, I don't know about. I didn't hear it's, about this. It's look out for the little guy. I sent y'all the link to it. <laughs> I wouldn't pay attention. I thought it was Paul Rudd's autobiography no. for some reason. I, the fact now that it's, that's it's Scott Lang it's, it's written by like Scott Lang is the top like yeah. hair, and it's 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 all of that. It's awesome. That's, that's awesome. That's cool. All right, well, uh, let's go through and talk about kind of everything that we know's happened since uh, or, or leading up to this movie. Right, uh, we last saw. Scott Lang and the gang in uh, Endgame, where Hank Pym's technology played a pivotal role in the Avengers' success. And Luis's van. 
Luis's van. Did it do that? Yeah, it did. Oh, it did. I guess we need to rewatch the movie. I guess we do. Now, this movie takes place two years after those events, so it places it in 2025 in the MCU timeline. I don't know how important that detail is. I looked it up. Screen rant. Uh, says so. Well, you know, if it's a screen rant, it's so, true. Like, so the screen, screen rant, rant says that we're the number two Star Wars podcast. Right. So they're obviously fans, very So obviously reputable. they're smart. And they yes. steal from us all the time. So we're good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. No, they don't. Okay. All right. Anyway. So. Um, now, it's also important to note that since Endgame, uh, Scott's daughter, Cass, has changed actresses or maybe she's a variant. No, but. she changed actresses because they can just set it up for the uh, Young Avengers stuff. In yeah, the future, yeah, so. yeah. But... Um, what do you think Scott and them have been up to uh, since Endgame, you know, in those two years, besides being, you know, named Employee of the Century by Baskin-Robbins? It's great. Um, well, we know that Cass is kind of kind of followed in her father's footsteps. She's, she's we saw her in prison, most likely, yeah. you know, as a thief, which is, is fun, you know, a full circle kind of situation <laughs> there. But obviously ant-man's been loving the attention scott lang has been yeah. loving the attention of being an avenger uh you know going to red carpets with hope mm-hmm. and you know like finding all that stuff and so i hear he's got a podcast in the opening of this like the, he does really that's great he's got his own podcast oh I that's totally amazing see it too. so can we not have him like interviewing avengers that would be great. You'd like have <laughs> on his I would, podcast. I would love that. Yeah, he's like talking with um, Sam Wilson about that time they were fighting at right. the yes. compound. Like and, and then and then like Spider Man, but in his costume. Right. Right. On because nobody knows about because Peter Parker. Knows who he is. <laughs> he's just the Spider Man kid. Spider-Man. He has no idea who the Spider Man kid and is. Hawkeye. You can see uh, like really like that. Could like be I fun. could see Hawkeye for yeah. sure being oh on that gosh. because he's kind of retired now. So it'll be fun to tell the stories, but it'll be great. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see what he's been up. You know, to. I think I think that you know we. I remember when we saw the. I, I don't remember if it was the most recent trailer for Ant Man or not, but or for Quantum Mania or not, but. When you see that Cassie has been in prison mm-hmm. or in jail of some sort, right? You realize, and there's some lines in the in the trailer that talk about like he's been gone, right? And mm-hmm. uh, Paul or, or Scott Lang has been gone; yeah. he's been separated from his daughter because he was in the she, quantum and, well, right, and all years, this other stuff. I, you know, she's growing up during this time, and she's living in the world of the, the blip. blip. With no father. And we don't know we don't know where any of the others were. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where her mother hope or 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 her mother, her yeah, real mother. Or yeah. uh, the dude that she was seeing, the cop. Yeah. Oh, that the mom was seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so I'm wondering, you know, what that life was like for Cassie. Yeah, that's a good point. And if and did the ant get blipped? That's the real question here. The, the giant blip. ant. The ant no, didn't ant. count. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. he's not a he's not a human human. But guy. all of life. Was was snapped away. So okay, Um, but yeah, I think that that's probably one of the most important stories that we're going to see is to find out what that five years was like for Cassie. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, Now, on the flip side of things, Loki the series introduced uh, Jonathan Majors into the MCU as He Who Remains, as well as the first mentions of Kang as a character. Um, Loki also supposedly fractured the timeline, though we haven't seen its effects yet, really, in the MCU. So I think the question that everyone's been asking for a while now is, is Kang he who remains? So I'll ask you guys the same. Is Kang he who remains? No, or I don't else? think he yeah. is. Okay. I don't no, think but so. But I do either. think that 
Kang or he, excuse me, he who remains mentions having variants and there's others right. of him. And so I think Kang is one of those, right. those others. I think Kang or excuse me, he who remains is trying while he's, he's way too powerful. He's his choices ended lives. Right. You know, uh, about this, he's trying to maintain order. Balance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Through the, pruning. I mean, the timeline was, uniform exactly um you know and even those that are pruned are i mean they're sent to that weird planet at the end i can't remember yeah and then they're i mean it's 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 just a weird story so he's <laughs> not a good guy no. right with it but he's not kang, kang is worse. kang is kang yeah you know and I'm, and I'm wondering i have you know these are not predicted sure to go wrong i i genuinely think this is what happened I think that he who remains found Kang as a variant because he was wreaking so much havoc on on the timeline. The stuff. timeline. That Kang that he who remains put Kang in the quantum realm so that he couldn't do any more damage like to any the planet where you got pruned just wasn't strong enough right. for him or something. Hmm. So he he put him in the quantum realm because he can't affect anything there. It's a it's a different universe basically. It's a different realm in our world. So and but he's built an empire there to be able to eventually get to this point yeah yeah it's gonna be i'm pretty sure that's what happened that's why that's why he remains when he died by sylvie he's like well see you soon no that's the geez. last thing he said so, oh i forgot about that yeah so we need to watch loki again i am watching loki <laughs> we need to watch loki again we need to watch ant-man again which makes sense i mean that's, that's by thursday we could Done. just watch the yeah, Marvel Legends top. episodes. There we go. That would be better. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so let's let's talk about what we know is happening in this movie based on trailers and stuff. Um, you know, we know that Cass creates a way to communicate with the quantum realm in order to help others who are stuck there, like what happened to her dad. This, of course, backfires, sends them all to the quantum realm where the majority of the film takes place. Uh, we also know that at some point, Kang comes to Scott with a request for him to help and seems to use cast is a bit of a lure for scott's cooperation um scott doesn't seem to play along as we see shots of the two having a really brutal battle mm -hmm. scott gets pretty messed up um we also know that the famous marvel villain modok will be making his mcu that's appearance, so crazy uh played by darren cross who played yellow jacket in the first ant-man though we don't know if this is the same character um first <laughs> How do you all think they get out of the quantum realm? I have they, no idea. They all are not getting out of the quantum realm. I, I think Scott's dying. That was <laughs> going to be my next question. Yeah. Do they all get out yeah. of the quantum realm? Um, I, I, the way that I, I don't know how they get out of it, because Kang's obviously had his own troubles trying to get out of the quantum realm. But obviously, if... Well, actually, no, that doesn't help, because if Scott's gone for like a year in the time of like the real world. He only feels like 20 seconds or, or like a few it, minutes in the quantum yeah, realm. It was five minutes for so five who years. Who knows and, how long Scott's going to be in the quantum realm in this movie and how much time he's going to lose. Oh, that's a really good point. Back. Yeah. So it's, it might be like 2030 by the time he gets back into the, the, the main universe, if he gets back, but all of them getting into this universe, I mean, it's, it's probably going to be hmm. a while because they obviously are there not for just a, a few minutes. They're there for a, a while. while. Yeah. And Interesting. I had, yeah, that's going to be scary. And Kang has been in the quantum realm for who knows how long. Right. right. So he's been gone for decades. Maybe. But isn't Kang from like hundreds of years in the future? 
in well in you know in the comics in the comics he okay. is and he, he he's obviously we know he's been jumping around from timeline to timeline killing people avengers like even one of the clips that they released when kang and scott meet kang's like are, are you the the one with the hammer He's like, I killed you before, and, and, and Scott's like, no, no, that's Thor, but we do have a very similar you know, oh, physique. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that's at least they're having comedy in it. But well, he Scott. obviously has gone up against Avengers and many won. times, and, and won many mm. times. Yeah. So who knows how many times he's done this and how he got put into the quantum realm. I'm sure it was he who remains, and there's just so much that we don't know, but there's a lot of bad stuff that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Do y'all think that a uh, yellow jacket is Modoc? Maybe a different like version. Uh, I think it's the line. same guy. I don't think it's the same guy because he turned into goop at the end of Ant Man. He, he do- got flushed down the toilet, didn't he? No, he didn't get flushed down the toilet. He just maybe he did. I don't know. They scraped him up like though when 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 Scott like turned him inside out, he just fell in the pile yeah. of goop. Anyway, uh, interesting. It was gross. No, yeah, I, I I don't think so. I think it's just the same actor. Okay, fair enough. So, um, so we know that. Kang is this saga's main villain, right? Like right. Thanos was. Right. Though we don't know how that happens. So something that kind of confuses me about why they're placing this movie so early in the saga is if Kang gets out, what's to stop him from immediately wreaking havoc until the saga ending films, right? I mean, Thanos was was introduced after like Avengers, right? But we didn't have him as a mm. problem until Endgame, and the reason was because he had to find the Infinity Stones, right? Mm. That was kind of what that what delayed him. What's to stop King if he gets out? You know, mm. how do they handle that if they release him in this movie? Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not quite sure how it would happen. Judging by this, this the way it can go, it's just there's a lot of there's so much unknown with the quantum realm in this universe that we don't know what happens when somebody who's been stuck in there for years gets out like this. I mean, we saw it with, with, um, Hope's mom, uh, Hank Pym's wife. Yeah. She was in there yeah. for years and she got out and she's, she's, she's messed up a little bit, but she's fine. So we don't know what could happen with Kang when he gets out. And if Modoc's going to get out with him, we don't know if the entire army is going to get out. And yeah. if that happens, do we just like, does, Quantum Mania leads straight into Kang Dynasty, and then the rest of the Phase other five. phases and oh, stuff yeah. is just the say that the five years in between those things, like while up. they're all in the oh, quantum. Oh, yeah. Is that how it's going to happen? But then why start? That feels this, so anticlimactic. Yeah, that does because then you got you know you get to this point like oh yeah Kang oh wait we got to wait four yeah. years so we can see what happens next. So it's well, going to be interesting. Maybe we'll get Eternals 2 during that time. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I, 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 here's one. I, th- I mean, we have to assume Kang wins in this battle at we some do. point. He's not going to die. Yeah. I mean, there was a line in the, in the trailers though, that Scott's like, you know, I don't have to win. Kang we just, just has to, to lose. lose. We just both have to lose. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think it's going to be interesting. I've heard some people that have talked about this movie that actually got to see screeners or got to go to a, a premiere or the something premieres. like that, mm-hmm. and they their description of it was this is a fantastic movie, and the trailers tell you nothing about what's happening. Well, we just see, keep seeing the same I mean, I, stuff in the yeah, trailers. Yeah, I could tell you that. We got nothing in these trailers. Still excited for it, but we got nothing plot-wise. I mean, it's this is just... Uh, a symptom of the Marvel 
curse. I mean, th- this movie snuck up on me because there was there was there was a, a slight lack of marketing on their part. I mean, they released one trailer a long time ago yeah. and then another trailer pretty recently and that was it and it's just it has stuck up on me like yeah, i cannot I imagine it, it this being week. this week that we're going to see a new Marvel yeah we used movie. to get so excited about these things like for weeks on end we were talking about how excited we were and we're like oh yeah i mean i'm excited to see this quantum mania is coming out yeah exactly i'm very excited but it's just like oh oh there's a marvel movie <laughs> like because the last marvel movie we got was was wakanda forever and it was fantastic and we were super mm-hmm. excited about but that, that was kind one. of a, an ender you know it was phase four, you know so and then we were just we we're just like okay well yeah. marvel's not on our radar anymore <laughs> all right let's get to to this part predictions sure to go wrong nate mm, um sure to go wrong hmm i well do you remember the the big ant's name? Was it Anthony or was that the first ant that he had? <laughs> that was the first one. He had a weird name. I, I know. I can't believe we're trying to remember ants' names. Anyway, well, the big ant that you know he had an Ant Man wasp that like you know wore the ankle monitor, and, right? You know, right. Played the drums and all that stuff uh-huh. while Scott was gone. I think that he'll actually save the day. Okay, with Luis. <laughs> With and, Luis. And, and Luis is going to tell this whole story. Right. In the end and this like entire movie is just Luis telling the story. <laughs> so none of them are going to actually be talking. It's just going to no. be him doing the voices. No, exactly. Mm, I, I, I genuinely think that this is just a story that like Luis thought would be good to put in like a fiction novel. This is Ant-Man. one of Cass's bedtime stories. Right. The, the, right. Cat, so, so Luis is actually the one that raised Cass. Right. And so <laughs> <laughs> we have to see Luis in this movie, though. Like you can't yeah. have an Ant-Man movie without him he's the the mvp of the mcu if it wasn't for him uh, who yeah, knows where the, I agree. the the good guys would be at this point Endgame yeah. wouldn't have happened absolutely so i mean dad yeah mine's not going to be nearly as good as no his. i don't think any um, be now. i was going to say something you know like like during the podcast an interview with spider-man like so that Scott Lang can prove that he's not Spider-Man oh, because yeah, people getting confused in the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He interviews Spider-Man uh, and, and Peter Parker reveals himself. That would be nobody horrible. Knows but nobody knows is. who Peter Parker is. <laughs> so so like, nobody knows. So, so nobody like, cares. Cool. Cool. Uh, Peter. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. It's like, uh, I saw this meme. It was uh, uh, like an, an animated DC thing and a, a bad guy got, body swapped into uh the flash right and he's like i'm gonna see finally see who the flash is and he goes to a mirror and takes the mask off and he's like i have no idea who this is <laughs> it's like, um i i don't have any really great predictions y'all are, y'all are so good so uh we we, we goodness i got nothing nothing that's right good. No, it's fine. nathan kind of stole the show he did he it. like it's, it's a mic drop after that i mean maybe so. we see howard the duck that'd be cool that i could see howard the duck could in the interview Baltimore. howard the duck that, that would, be, would be awesome on the yeah. podcast all right um, well ant-man and wasp what if he interviews kevin bacon <laughs> about his about time, his, his in, time is, yeah. in space i would love that that would be great <laughs> we just want a whole i just i guess the podcaster feature. in me just wants the entire no, thing but like to be i would want interviews. a whole bonus feature right. of just a ton of interviews i just want a disney plus series of him doing podcasts interviews that would be great, great. yeah, that'd yeah. Be awesome. well ant-man was uh quantumania is set to release this week on the 17th what? so be sure to uh run down to your theater this weekend to give it a watch promises to have a pretty major impact on the mcu so we'll, we'll see if it lives up to that. Very good segment, Samuel. Good job. good job, buddy. All right. Are we going to continue? Are we movie stuff now? We do have yeah, one stuff. of the, our movie highlights from January is getting a sequel. They should just call it sequel. 
<laughs> That's next up movie moments. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we will have revenge. All right, so a few of the, the films that came out in January that we like. January is usually kind of a, a slower month. It is a but, slow movie month. Um, at least the films that we saw in January. So, like, quick reactions to these? Yeah. Or? Just, okay. just, uh, well, we saw Puss in Boots Last Wish in January. It came out in December. But well, we saw it in January, and you guys rewatched it again in we February. Did. We did. Yeah. So, it's really, it was really good. Just a lot of fun. Um, it wasn't an animated kids movie. It was just an animated movie that was just for everybody. It was it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, it well exceeded my mm-hmm. expectations. Like, boom. Blew past them. I loved that movie. I it fell was asleep. really, really. You good. did, but you were tired that day. I was so. tired. I fell asleep. Um, really the next in, movie, like the climactic scene, I guess. I guess so. In, in the next movie, we didn't fall asleep in, but it was plain. Plain. It was a movie. It was. <laughs> it was certainly a movie of January. Uh, that's really all I can all I can say about it uh, right now. But. It was fun. It was an action movie. That's I liked really it. All you can yeah, say. Yeah, it was. It was exactly. I think what we have a video on our YouTube channel of our conversation on the way back. We do. Oh yeah, in the so car. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. have to talk about this anymore. Uh, the next movie <laughs> um, was one that Sammy has not seen. Sammy, yet. you haven't seen it yet. He still needs to see it because it was actually really good. Uh, missing. It was. It was a, a lot good movie. I, I liked searching a lot. I saw that a few times, and missing kind of took that same concept and changed the story. And you think that the. The trailers reveal a lot. They don't they reveal really anything. Did not reveal really? anything. Mm, in this I got movie. surprised. So there was there was a lot. a lot of great moments in this. And I think that they it was better. the The last act of this one mm-hmm. was better than even in searching. Yes, I, I agree. The it was it was a lot of fun. It was really good. Yeah, um, but that's good. So those three movies we recommend you check out if yeah, you haven't. Yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we enjoyed them. Most of them are still in theaters probably right now. Yeah, they all so, are. Yeah. So for February releases we're interested in, uh, Marlo. Now, we saw the trailer for this before playing, actually. Uh, That's right. oh, yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. in the late 1930s, Bay City, a brooding down-on-his-luck detective is hired to find the ex-lover of a glamorous heiress. So, studio's open row. The director is Neil Jordan. The cast is Liam Neeson, Diane Kruger, and Jessica Lange. It is rated R for language, violent con- ton- content, some sexual material, and beef, brief drug and use. Beef drugs? I, I'm beef so drugs. tired. Uh, beef drugs. Go Going yes or no? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm hearing wrong about it. I'm hearing many mixed reviews on it. Um, so, but it hasn't officially released yet. It only released at a couple like film festivals. So, we'll see what it balances out to when it actually. Be comes curious out. to see what the fan reaction is to it. It looked decent from the trailer. It did though. look decent, and it just feels like a. You just got to know what you're watching, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, the next movie uh, we, we talked, talked about, about it already. Uh, yeah. uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. I don't think I need to go through the log no, line no. on this, and you already know the cast. So, uh, it's it's also and we're going. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're going. So, it's PG thirteen. Right, it's PG thirteen right. for violence, action, and language, which honestly is one of the more tame ratings we've had for. Marvel in a while in yeah in a bit yeah, yeah so um the next movie uh, i think we're interested in this uh G- jesus revolution it is the true story of a nat- national spiritual awakening in the early 1970s and its origins within a community of teenage hippies in the southern california actually filmed a bunch of hippies down here though yeah where we it was are. filmed some literally it, like some of it like some we of the driving the stuff is like i can look from our back porch and watch the road so that's that actually did, that pretty cool to yeah, see that cool. happen um the studio is Lionsgate. the director is john gunn not to be confused with james gunn and there's no no way no related related to sean james gunn maybe sean gunn no it's just john gunn you sure Uh, (laughs) yeah i'm sure the cast is joel (laughs) courtney and kesley grammy kelsey Kelsey. i I, I typed it wrong (sighs) frazier from cheers yes uh the mpa rating is they i can't find it 
It's, it's, it's going to be PG. R. Um, <laughs> it's going to be. They're like debating okay. between PG and PG thirteen. So uh, probably right probably now they PG. haven't. I don't think they've released the tickets quite yet. Mm. They might have, but this isn't a movie that they'd release tickets for early because they need to. No, but I definitely want to see. But yeah, it. yeah. The, the, the it looks good. Look the trailer that I've seen like fifteen times is just good. Uh, I've seen it. Every single time I go to theaters yeah, now, I do it's, play it's it a lot. But it's still good. Right. It looks good. And this is just basic movie yeah, news. Some basic movie news and stuff. Uh, playing sequel, Ship. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> That's the name. We were joking <laughs> about something. We'll like see that. Mike Coulter, the uh, Luke Cage, yeah. return for more white knuckle action. So he's now, probably trying to get off. The, 100% him getting off. He the literally, island. no, they said that. He's like, so, he, it's like picks up with him trying to get off the island. But it's on a boat, it's on a ship. I mean, you know, why not? Let's I'm go. I'm all it. for it, man. Let's I, go with it. And then he has to get on a train, and it's called Train, you know? Uh-huh. And and then it crosses over with Fast and the Furious, but they just call it Car. Um, there we go. You know? And then Rocket. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, But Disney fans actually show their frustration. What's new? As two big Super Bowl trailers fail to drop. The they Little never Mermaid said and they the were dropping. They never I don't did. remember hearing that. There were some rumors that they were going to, but never believe rumors. Uh, Little Mermaid and Marvels? Is yes. That it? And honestly, I'm not disappointed about either of those. <laughs> well, um, I would have been interested. I would have been it. interested to see Marvels. Yeah. I mean, I mean... It's, it's just I didn't really enjoy Captain Marvel. So. I haven't. I have never gotten into any of the live action remakes of, of the Disney animated stuff. The only one that I enjoyed, like genuinely thought was good, was Lion King. But it was basically a it shot was a for shot, shot for shot. shot it wasn't live action. That's the only one that it I've watched. CG. And I remember walking out there and saying it was good. Although we still have yet to watch Jungle Book, and I've heard good things. I've about heard that. good things about Jungle Book. So it's not into the live but, action remakes. No, no, no. But uh, Paul Walker's to, they, daughter. Not even sure who that is. Uh, Meadow Walker will actually make a cameo in Fast X. Paul Walker was the original star of the Fast. That's right. Movies. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's nice. They'll they'll uh, make a cameo in Fast cool. Ten, Fast X, whatever you'd like to call These it. Guys. They should have called it's it Fast Ten. They should have called it Fast Ten. Your seatbelt. They should. <laughs> you haven't heard that? I've never joke? heard that. Oh but, they but they also made the trailer four minutes long, which is oh my long word. for a trailer. So I don't know if that means the movie's going to be long or what. But John like, Cena's back. Literally, Jason all the good scenes are in the trailer. Probably. Probably. So. Jason Momoa is in it. John are there Cena's any rocket cars though? I think there actually was. I'm no, not sure. like space cars. Oh, I don't know. But, then I don't want to watch uh, it. But honestly, I saw a TV spot for it during the Super Bowl. Yeah, yesterday, we did too. And the action actually looks really good. It looks like a lot of fun. It looks like Fast Nine. I'm like, still trying to figure out how they got from street racing and stealing was it DVD players? Yeah. To that. <laughs> um, then they but, went to Tokyo Drift, and you're like, okay, we're getting back to kind of like you know the stuff we thought, and then they just went like, okay, yeah. space, <laughs> space. Can we talk some Star Wars? Yeah, let's talk some Star maybe, Wars. Maybe. Just an hour let's and five th- minutes into this. Yeah, we'll have... Hey, you know what? <laughs> I don't even care. We're having no, a good no, time no, talking. No. So um, I'm really not sure how this happened. Actually, I am sure how this happened. Um, but eight episodes of The Bad Batch have released since the last time we That's recorded crazy. one of our main episodes, one of our shows. So uh, we've got a lot of Star Wars to talk about. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. Rebellions are built on hope. Force is with me, and I am with the Force. If you live long enough, you see the same eyes in different people. 
Comics for the Turbis Comics because one of them broke. And oh, so I had shoot. To no, I didn't. It. They're solid. So, well, they're, well, they're nice. actually built for comic, comic books. So, yeah, so, they look good. They look good. I just got them. That's bad audio, but I figured. I need to have some. I, I've got I an extra here. One. I'll pay you an extra one. I'll, I'll, I'll hang up the Daredevil uh, Born Again issue. There I just you go. got. Yeah, yeah oh, he did cool. just. You can switch out comics every week. You know, ones you like. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. All right, so let's talk some of these uh, season two. Let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna very very quickly run through the episode titles and then uh, like what the description was on Disney Plus. Right, like as as succinct as possible, so that we can like refresh our memories about these, so you can remember what's going on, and then we'll talk a little bit about them. So the first those. First, uh, Spoils of War and Ruins of War came to, out at the same time yep, yep, um, yep. when they premiered. The uh, Spoils of War is the Bad Batch plans a risky heist. We know that that's Sereno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. Count Dooku's palace. Um, and, and then Ruins of War, they get same. it goes all bad because that's what happens. It's the Bad Batch. And the Batch uh, must decide who to trust as they plan yeah, their escape. All right? Yep. Uh, the third episode was the Solitary Clone. Good and episode. this one I embellished on just because I wanted to make sure we included this. Crosshair and Commander Cody. It mm. just says clones um uh battle against a separatist holdout uh great episode faster is the fourth episode the team enters the colorful and dangerous world of racing it wasn't pod racing but it was pod racing kind of felt like pod racing i feel like it'd be a good video game it like, would be you know one game. of those like like the pod racing they video made game? you know on like the website like the disney website or the like pod racing like game, oh, yeah, yeah, games. Yeah, it felt yeah. like it would be that yeah um the next episode was entombed and the bad batch searches for an ancient treasure that stirs up a shocking yeah, this was surprise. Just Indiana jones yeah that was absolutely. cool though um and then uh a, a tribe. tribe yeah the bad batch helps bring a new friend the jedi wookie gunji uh, home to Kashyyyk. Gunji. I always thought it was Gungi. It didn't list Gunji. It didn't Gungi, whatever. It didn't list the Jedi Wookiee Gungi or the planet, but I figured we need to do it. I know it's Gunji, but like, I'm glad they said something in the show because I always thought it was it was Gungi. Really? Okay. But it is apparently Gunji. All right. And then these two came out together as well mm-hmm. uh, yep. last week. Uh, the clone conspiracy, a conspiracy begins to unravel how how wow. specific um, wow. that was. And truth the consequences brought into a risky mission. The batch must use stealth to survive. Do you guys remember each of those episodes? Yes. Enough to answer this question. Yes. I'll start with you, BB Nate. Favorite episode from season two so far and why? Hmm. I'll, I'll give it to Tribe. It felt oh, okay. it was nice to see Gunji. I've always liked Gunji ever since I saw him in Clone Wars. You like I his loved, lightsaber? I like his lightsaber. Hand. I liked his his little arc in that Ilum mm. uh, uh, arc. That was good. I've always liked him, and it was nice to see him. And it felt the most Star Wars esque. It was definitely a cheese pizza, if you want to go there. Um, <laughs> but it it felt like a Kurosawa episode. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, can see I was it. watching it and I felt like I very, you know, slow. It didn't have a bunch of action at the whole time. You know, them going to talk with the, the trees. It just felt very personal and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, you know, racing. So it, <laughs> it didn't feel like a filler episode. OK, um, but I really enjoyed that episode. I thought right, it was what good. What about you, Sammy the Hutt? You know, I think the clone conspiracy had like some intrigue to it for sure. It had a lack of bad match. (laughs) Well, yeah, it it had some, you know, some intrigue and political intrigue and all of that. Um, but I don't know something about entombed. Just the whole fact really? that at the end it was just this giant space mech. Like that was cool. Which we don't be. have any answer well, for where it, this thing I came from. I guess it's Zepho. One hundred percent Zepho technology Zepho. from Fallen Order. 
Um, it doesn't help. It looks like it. Well, you, you would know if you played the game. I really need to play that game. But you know that it. elicited a reaction. We hadn't ever seen something like that in in Star Wars. I mean, kind of the ATATs, but I don't know. This was way cooler than that, in my opinion. And I just like that. I thought it was neat. That's cool. All right, let's talk a little bit about some reflections on these. I've got some specific things I want us to kind of like have a conversation about from season two so far. Are we good? Can we get to the part where we talk about Echo? Because we will. I, we'll get there. I promise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how I feel. <laughs> it's true. Uh, first thing, what did you think about the Bad Batch heading to Sorrento just a few months following the fall of Dooku and the Separatist Samuel the Hutt? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting how quickly the um, the Republic or the Empire or whatever jumped on that. We're like, yeah, we'll just use this stuff now. And like they've turned that around real quick. Um, you know, I feel like any self-respecting country might just like, I don't know, burn that stuff. It's kind of like, I don't know. Well, Zareno was under the thumb of a dictator. And so I think they just sort of fell apart after that. So. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. they allude to that. So, um, but I, it was cool to see how, you know, he lived so lavishly, but the rest of the world that he was supposed to care for clearly didn't have what they needed uh, to survive. Even though he, in uh, Jedi Lost and stuff, mm-hmm. toted as being a pretty like level-headed guy. He just kind of went about it wrong. <laughs> you can see that throughout the years, he the dark side took a toll mm-hmm. on him, and mm-hmm. he became as evil as we know him to be in mm-hmm. episode two and all that. What about you, Nate? I thought it was cool to go back to Sereno, um, especially after you know the Clone Wars and Jedi Lost. It was cool to see that temple again. I didn't know that temple had so much stuff. I mean, every time we went to it in Clone Wars, it looked empty as could be but then they have like seven giant crate ships taking treasure and stuff and i don't know where he held all that or how inside how, the mountain what there it, or the whatever war uh, the war, war chest, chest or something chest, yeah. and i was like, okay um it was an interesting episode i feel like it was it was a, a little bit of a strange way to get back into this okay, series. That's fair, that's fair. It was a jumping in point that we were just watching the Bad Batch go and try to get some treasure again, which is what they're doing right now. But I kind of wanted something more that we're mm. like, okay, we've been distant from the Bad Batch for a while. Let's kind of see where they're at, see how their relationships are and all that stuff. Not just, we got to go get some treasure real quick. So... It was it was good though. I, I didn't I didn't dislike it. It was it was nice to see Serena. Okay, cool. Uh, we've only had one episode with Crosshair in it. Yeah, uh, so almost far. had two. I thought for a second. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, in that last, in a mm-hmm. yeah, clone conspiracy. You thought that was going to yeah. be for a minute. Yeah. Well, um, he wouldn't miss. So that's true. That's true. Um, but in that episode, um, we got some answers on Commander Cody. We did. Um, with that. Do you believe the events of that story might have opened up a crack in Crosshair's resolve? No. No? No. Um, if anything, it opened no. up Cody. Well, to, Cody to left. Resolve. He's exactly. gone. He, Cody's gone. That was more Cody's. But um, you don't think that he saw things that, about the empire and the way that he empire was the one that killed the person at the end yeah without no. like with with really no hesitation he's like okay if cody's not gonna do it i will yeah and and he was like hey hey rampart you need me to do anything else you know i'm just a call away i'm good i'll be there well so, i think i think cody leaving is gonna make him second guess those choices he's gonna be like oh especially oh, the way wow. that, that rampart treats him afterwards yeah, and, and he, treats and, and reacts about Cody, and he even says like everybody around you seems to be leaving. Is there something I should be worried about? Obviously 
you know, Crosshair isn't the one making them leave. But I think that's going to make him realize maybe I'm the problem here. Like maybe there's something wrong with me if everybody around me is leaving. Am I missing something? We'll see. Um, I hope so. I I want more of this guy. He's way too cool to get one episode. Like Cody throwing the the mirror puck that and cool. bouncing. That was awesome. Like, come on, why can't we get more of that? <laughs> that was bad. Good. Guys are always the coolest characters in Star Wars. It's not fair. I think I already know the answer to one of the from one of you guys on this, but um, we've had a couple of side quests already this uh, season that included an homage to pod racing, a very Indiana Jones style story, and the rescue of a Jedi youngling from the Clone Wars. Um, which <laughs> you can, you can I guess. pretty much guess where we're going to go with this one. Which side quest was your favorite and why, Sam? Yeah, I mean, it was it was the 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 temple one, the entombed one. It it's was, interesting that the side quests are your favorite episodes in this. Yeah, I mean, I would well, like had to the most see, substance. I mean, well, I've got to be honest. It elicited a reaction for me. The clone conspiracy and stuff was cool, but I mean, the Bad Batch isn't a political story really that much. I mean, this was a lot of Senate work, and that kind of can get a little <laughs> muddy. I mean, Andor made it work, but. This was cool. I mean, you had the booby traps and stuff and and all that, but then you had a completely out of left field. I don't think anybody ever would have guessed that it was a giant mech. Like, that was just really cool for me. And it, it had intrigue. Like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. How did that exist so long ago? You know, it, it was cool. So. That's cool. Maybe Nate, yours yeah, was... Yeah, it was, it was Tribe. Um, it was just cool to see Gunji again, and I really just felt... It felt like Star Wars, it was nice to see. It's because we had a Jedi and we had a lightsaber, and that's what you have to have for it to yeah. actually cheese um, pizza, right? Be but cheese pizza. I mean, so. seeing Omega, Omega, whatever, bonding with Gunji, and yeah. her trying to learn how to to talk to the trees. It was it was a very personal, emotional episode, which we episode. have not seen in this series for a while, and it's it's rare to see it. And and I'm I feel like I'm very critical of this show, but I think I'm. You like the show? I like the show. But I just, I always feel like it can be so much better because I know what Dave Filoni can do. And it just feels like we're going around in circles constantly wondering like, okay, you know, I, what's the show for? I've, ex- I kind of said this to you guys, but it feels like, not that I've had personal experience with this, but I know like if you're in a, a tabletop RPG group, like, you know, the Star Wars tabletop RPGs or Dungeons and Dragons, right? This show kind of feels like the period where you're still playing with your characters but it's when your dungeon master is still trying to come up with a main campaign story so he's throwing a bunch of like one-off one-shot mm-hmm. missions with you so y'all can keep getting together to play they're really cool fun one-off missions but you're not going anywhere yet but it feels like clone conspiracy and and those episodes helped us the, get on the track where the dm sprinkling in a little bit like okay i got something like we're, yeah they know where they're going in. but i mean yeah. we're 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 t- <laughs> We're halfway through season two, and we're just getting to like where we're actually. Well, I think that the well, that's whole, but but also we're halfway through season two, and we're just now getting somewhere. So there's still a lot of of season that's to be true. able to build some stuff up. Yeah, I think that we forget how Clone Wars and Rebels kind of followed this yeah. as well. It, it, it sort Sometimes. of did this, yeah, um, this too. I Except do for think like that season this three of Rebels, but, and but season, season three and Man. season four. So what what you've got going on with this? That the reason for this series, the reason for the Bad Batch, is to really show the transition from the clones to the stormtroopers. That's what this, and that's why these clone conspiracy and truth of consequences yeah. episodes were so critical um, going forward with it. And so um, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes with that. Um, but as as riveting as those last two episodes were, 
there wasn't really any major revelation in it. I mean, we didn't see, yeah. I mean, we kind of knew that they transitioned from clones mm. to stormtroopers. We knew Rampart was a bad guy. We you didn't get, it was any, cool to see the process. It behind was. It, yes. And, but. and honestly, clone conspiracy was fantastic. I love that. It, it felt good. like I was just ripped back into the clone Wars season five or six. Yeah. Um, it with that, like that, um, it was a lot of fun, but the big moment in those, in that arc, uh, came at the end when echo moved on from clone force 99 to rejoin captain rex bb nate um this is your opportunity because you i know you're disappointed very um with this will we see echo again this season we better <laughs> uh we we i i hope so um you know i i trust that dave floney knows what he's doing but man you really just had to get rid of like the one character I really did like, he was he was my favorite character on the Bad Batch, even though he was kind of a a late addition to the Bad Batch. But he always kind of helped everybody keep a level head, and he had the most knowledge and experience out of all of them. And he was a good friend to Omega, and everything. It was just he was the center. It felt like of of the Bad Batch, and now he's like, oh well, you know, I gotta go. Help Rex real quick. I'll see y'all later. Well, I think that from a storytelling standpoint, they had a, they were challenged with the fact that Tech and Echo are very similar. very similar skill set. Yeah, and so you ended but up Echo's having better. you had ended up having challenges with those two characters That's with fair. it. So they had to figure out a way to Plus, write him forward into a different storyline. See, they they had to remove a character so that there was there was more room in the animating budget to bring in Crosshair. Back into the they team. got to bring him back into the team. You, think you, so? you know, it'd be a lot of work for. So, do we see Echo again this season, Sam? I, I do think we see Echo again. Um, I probably won't be for a while, maybe towards the end. Um, like what's happened with Crosshair at this point, they wrote him off, and now we hardly ever see him. Um, I want to see Echo again. He was probably my second favorite um, Bad Batch character. I thought he was he was he looked cool. He was an interesting character because he wasn't designed to be different he was made different and then joined the team um so i think yeah i think we'll see him again okay so here's what's going to happen this is not a prediction sure to go wrong this This is is a prediction that i I think is going to happen um with this you remember back when we were in the build-up to the rise of skywalker and the big theory was that we were going to see finn was going to lead a stormtrooper rebellion yeah on this this whole Rex series is, is moving towards a clone trooper rebellion Whoa. against the stormtroopers. I mean, and you're going to have Rex. Cody's already with him. Echo's going to be there. You're going to have those guys and Wolf and Gregor from Rebels. Uh-huh. All of these guys leading a a battle, a rebellion against the stormtroopers um, going forward. And the sad part about that is Wolf will survive. Gregor will survive. Rex will survive, but Cody and Echo will not. Well, that's great and all, and it would be awesome. Um, if it happened, why haven't we heard about it? In any of the... Because the Empire doesn't want you to know that they're Because the same reason that in Truth and Consequences and in The Clone Conspiracy, the narrative is it was storms on Camino. They are hiding it. Yeah. They are covering this stuff. The Empire up. doesn't want it. to know that their old troops are fighting their new troops. That's like the worst PR nightmare ever. Yeah. If they had that much yeah. trouble when in Andor when they stole like a little bit of money from a treasury, can you imagine what the uproar would be for that? I so, think it I think it'll be uh, fun. It will be it'll fun. Be interesting to see. All right, it's time for a dad moment. I am your father. 
so when uh, I saw Echo leave the Bad Batch, I couldn't help but think about a story in the New Testament of the Bible. Um, the Apostle Paul had worked closely with another church leader named Barnabas for years. They were traveling all throughout Asia and Europe, uh, sharing the message of Jesus. But then they had a disagreement regarding how to handle a young man named Mark. Um, and this resulted in a parting of the ways, which seems kind of similar because Hunter and Echo are having a disagreement of how to handle things with Omega yep. um, with it. The Bible even calls it um, in, in Acts 15, a sharp disagreement uh, between <laughs> them. Um, it feels like this was also a, a good description of what happened between Echo and Hunter. Um, I also love, though, how this disagreement didn't fraction the relationship Echo has uh, with the Bad Batch. Mm. They just decided that things needed to go in a different direction and agreed it was time for that to happen. And so uh, the, the moral of the story, I guess, is that disagreement doesn't have to result in division um in fact we may see this ending up being better for both parties it's not better for me (laughs) (laughs) you'll Uh, learn to live with it but yeah you will uh d bradley baker who plays um everybody uh, in the bad batch except for omega um has said that the rest of the season will be a wild ride his quote was the adventures twists of plot and turns of fate that are coming will be unexpected some will welcome some will be welcome and some will not mm. um, but it's a heck of a ride i think fans are going to be very happy where with where the second season goes it's an exciting thing to be a part of and to experience with a fresh mind, not knowing what you're going to see or what's going to happen. And so I, for one, can't wait to see what happens. All right. All right. Good to, good to know. Let's do this. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything else? Disney is reportedly making an MCU musical. Yeah. I can do this all day. Anyway, a casting call for what sounds like Rogers the Musical. Yeah. Um, Let's this, go. Is, this is what it is. A recent casting call came out requesting five roles. I want to go to the red carpet premiere for this. Okay, that That's, would actually be a lot of awesome. fun. <laughs> um, requesting five roles to be filled for an unnamed limited time show at the Hyperion Theater at Disneyland uh, Resorts California Adventure Park. Four of the said roles are described as thus. Thus. You just want to say the word as thus. You put it in there. I know. Um, a young man coming into his greatness who's around 17 to 20 years old. Kind of sounds like a young Steve Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a male character who's noble, loyal, idealistic, and a ro- and romantic do-gooder, Captain America, <laughs> Steve Rogers. A mid-20 to early 30s female role who's brave, resourceful, and intelligent, and must have a strong English accent, <laughs> Peggy Carter. Uh, and a male character who's decisive, capable, principled, and has a wry sense of humor, and who leads others with attitude and swagger. That in a yeah. Howard Stark, I don't know what is. But my only c- confusion with that is, it seems like the the little bit we got in Hawkeye had that was I think the end that was of Avengers that, that was the end of the musical though it was Rogers the musical it was his story okay leading up right. to Avengers probably I guess that was would be the main characters yeah, for that totally story. I'm gonna see this uh, yeah I, like I definitely I would I would see, see this, yeah so. I, it would be really cool if we got mm-hmm. to go like to a premiere that would be crazy <laughs> all right but uh, the Batgirl star Leslie Grace denies claims that scrap film was unreleasable saying it was incredible. Of course you'd think that. <laughs> You're fat <laughs> girl. <laughs> so. And it didn't get released. But the pr- co-president of DC Studios says that 
it was unreleasable. And I'm going to take his side for it real quick. Yikes. So, and yeah, That's I'm rough. sorry. But it does. It sucks, though. It sucks to be her. I mean, it, it does. really does. You work so hard. You pour your blood, sweat, right. and tears into something like that. And yeah, absolutely. I feel bad for her. I do. Um, absolutely. But I'm glad I didn't waste time on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was that bad. Exactly. Uh, Chewbacca actor Peter Mayhew's nearly auctioned Star Wars items to be returned to his family. So basically, his, after his death, he had they had to move out of the house. They left a bunch of stuff in the attic, didn't realize it. And they got found, and then they somebody found it, bought the house, found it, and put it up on auction. And the the auction company basically mm. returned everything. Good. good. Um, That's to good. Peter Mayhew's family um, with it. So good job, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We did it. We did. A little longer yeah. than usual. But it was, but it's well, worth we got to make up for uh, for the when you're only doing them once a month. You know that's the way it goes. But um, yeah, well, our next episode will come back and uh, we're going to do it early March. We're getting first first uh, Tuesday of March. That's the goal. It's good. And Cover we'll all the stuff, stuff that's in March, which yeah. is a lot. <laughs> it is, and we've got, and we'll be doing some other episodes in the meantime. And and check out uh, some stuff that we're doing on YouTube. Um, we'll be uh, watching. Uh, Ant Man and Quantum Mania, and we'll do one of our our the car thing that we talked about doing the YouTube, you know, car. Yeah, yeah, video. yeah. We're doing it. Finally, we've doing it for like the first real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've done it a few times now, and it's a, it's been a lot of fun. So check that out. Um, and that and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll and go then, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yes, thank, <laughs> thank you. you for listening to Tattooing Sons, a pop culture podcast. If you had a good time listening, it would be awesome if you could share this with friends and family and all that stuff. Love and even people you don't like. Yeah, just exactly. go up to some random dude on the street and scream. Just grab his phone and subscribe it. Yeah. Um, and of course, the show is only a small part of the Tattooing Sons world, so be sure to like us on Facebook, join the Facebook discussion group, and follow us on Twitter to get in on all of the action. You can also keep up to date with everything we've got going on at TatooineSons.com. That's right. Don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our next episode coming out at the beginning of March. But we're going to do more before then, so just follow right. it. You never know when something's mm-hmm. going to pop up in your feed. Um, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcast app you prefer. Yeah. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else you guys would like to say? May the force be with you. May the force be with you. May the force be with you always. This party's over. I like that Wookiee. Get technical with me. Joy, please.